Welcome to another session with the Market Dominance Guys, a program exploring all the high-stakes speed bumps and off-ramps of driving to the top of your market with our host, Chris Beal from Connect and Sell and Corey Frank from Branch 49. Sales methodologies are the practical how-to guides that support a sales process. These actions serve as a bridge between each step of the sales cycle by keeping both the buyer and prospect's demands in mind. In our recent episodes with Brad Ferguson, Corey and Brad talked about the Sandler method versus Orenclaff's pitch method. In this quick comparison segment, Corey explains the difference between the two methods and which one fits better over the other. Welcome to the Market Dominance, guys. I'm Susan Finch, your commentator today, sitting in for Corey and Chris. But it doesn't mean they're not going to be here in spirit or maybe with a few clips. Sandler is always more frontal. Sandler is meaning it's trying to flush out a decision, almost like choose your own adventure. There's a lot of buyer autonomy in Sandler. And pitch is more the principles of people want what they can have, people chase what moves away from them, and people only place value on that which is difficult to obtain. And so you find there's no formal close in the pitch methodology. Right. The pitch methodology is you had said earlier in this discussion that if we can get to the prospect to talk about 70% of the time, that's a good thing. He'll settle with 50-50, but oftentimes it doesn't do that. The pitch methodology is different than sales because a pitch is one shot, one kill. You lick the bullet. You better not screw it up. Otherwise, right, as Oren says, you're going to get a to-go cup for that coffee, right? There's no coming back. Like, oh, one more thing. No, you're out. So the stakes are a little higher. And so Sandler from, if I'm going to establish a territory, I'm new in my copier sales. I'm new in my software. And I got Northern California to throughout Oregon. I'm going to use Sandler. If I'm stockbroker, if I'm a one shot, one kill, I'm going to use probably pitch. So but I really believe, I don't think you can pitch anything without an understanding of a formal sales methodology like Sandler. That's why we do it the way we do. People have to go through Sandler. They have to go through the foundations. And then you want to get, add to your achievements, like your little video game character. He's an elf level four. He knows how to throw stars or this one's on nunchucks. Great. That's where you're going to fill it in. Here's an example. We were, this right from Oren, the other master's mouth. It's, we're trying to set an appointment. Hey, do you have a few minutes on your calendar? I'd like to set up about a 15 minutes call with uh, with Brad and you guys should talk a little bit deeper about your solution. The pitch anything methodology is more, after you create a little bit of value in the intro, it's, listen, Brad, we don't have a lot of time to play footsie going back and forth and trying to get dates and times on the calendar. So let's just settle on Thursday afternoon, or you morning person or an afternoon person. Um, settle on Thursday at two o'clock. Let's lock it in. I like you guys on paper, but we really need to talk with you. And we've realized that an ambush-like sales call like this is no place to really get into the nitty-gritty details, pricing, speeds, and feeds. So let's get it going. Right, And that's more, you're doing most of the talking and people are chasing you. So there's not a lot of qualification out of the gate. Trevor Hatfield, Managing General Partner at Interact Capital, has a wonderful post we'll link in this episode post. 
seven sales methodologies for SaaS, and how to pick the one for your business, which explains the various sales methodologies, or at least his favorite seven, for SaaS. He also says the easiest way to choose which methodology is ideal for your company is to figure out what you need. Here's a quick summary of each, and when he feels you need each one of the top methods he covers, here we go. Who needs spin selling? All those organizations where the prospect may not have identified their issue or issues or completely comprehended its ramifications, they need spin selling. Medic, M-E-D-D-I-C, is beneficial for all those SaaS marketing agents working in B2B complex environments where they need to be highly knowledgeable of the right people who can help them drive sales. In a dynamic B2B sales environment, Challenger sales methodology is especially beneficial when sales representatives need to take charge of the discussion by bringing out their unique selling features. Solution selling applies when working in companies or organizations with highly personalized products or services. We already covered Sandler, but Trevor says this sales tactic is particularly good at building strong customer ties. However, there are no drawbacks to employing this process because it works in various sales situations. But let's talk about one of my personal favorites, snap selling. This is useful when your clients have a busy work schedule and you need to communicate with them to make the buying process go smoothly. Jill Conrath, the creator and author of Snap Selling, reminds us that sales is an outcome, not a goal. In her book, there's a letter from your customer, brutal as it is, her fictional customer says, and I don't think it's so fictional, in your well-intentioned but misguided attempts to turn me into a customer, you fail woefully to capture and keep my attention. I don't care about your product, service, or solution. In a previous Market Dominance Guys episode with Oren Claff, Oren and Chris agree that shifting the conversation to allow someone to share something they love or passionate about changes everything. Listen to an excerpt from episode 60. We have one of the titans of, uh, don't step on my lines here, one of the titans of sales thought leadership, author of two best-selling books, including Pitch Anything, which is one of the top five sales books of all time. He is a consummate craftsman, constant alchemist of our profession, and has done more to advance the boundaries, I think, of sales thought leadership than almost anyone in the field today. We have the one, the only Oren Clef to go along with the Sage of Sales here on the Market Dominance podcast today. Chris Beal. Tell me about this. When everything goes great in your world, in your business, when it's the perfect customer, it's perfect situation, their budget's in place, their need exactly matches your product, your customer success people don't mess it up, engineering doesn't do anything bad about it, the whole thing works perfectly. How does your product change that person's life? And they will hold forth and they will hold forth sometimes for 15 minutes. Yeah. A lot of discoveries happen and I haven't had to ask any rhetorical questions because frankly, I don't know the answer to either one of those questions. And frankly, I don't kind of care about the answer, but I do care about the psychological process, which is speaking with pride as an equal and then speaking with pride about their mission without using the stupid word mission and getting into mission statements, what their company says doing is like, why are you doing this? Why are you taking the precious moments of your life and spending them doing what you're doing? Cause you must believe it's good for somebody. 
I give you my take on it. I was called in to a pretty high volume motorcycle parts, sort of a bike bandit, Revzilla kind of company. And so the thing about motorcycle parts that's so challenging is they're low volume relatively compared to cars, relatively low volume, but there's so much variation in parts. So even a correct part number can be a half year. So you can bike bandit can send out what they believe is a correct part based on the numbers and the catalog number, which is very complicated. The user gets it, goes to put it on his bike and it doesn't fit. Mm. It can be on the guy doesn't know what bike he has, right? He believes he has a 2004 Kawasaki, you know, KR 1000. And it's a 2004 Kawasaki K 1000 R. I mean, it's just, there's just the, I don't know how the motorcycle industry works, but they make minor model derivations in the same year. So they may have three of the same model. It's just motorcycles are very intelligent, specific. So anyway, the part comes, it doesn't fit. And bike band hasn't, it hasn't been, uh, you know, uh, malicious or malevolent and they don't want, but, but the guys call and their bike is down, right? And people are very passionate about it. And they're screaming and yelling and frustrated and threatening and all kinds of stuff is going on. And so I came in there and done a say, I was doing sales stuff, but on the other end, you know, I saw this going on and I go, just ask the guy what kind of bike he has. Right. Just tell him, Hey, can you tell me about your bike? It looks GSX-R 600. You know, how do you have it set up? Tell me about the bike. Well, the problem became the other way where the guy would just exactly like you're saying, he'd want to talk about his bike for 45 minutes. Uh, and I thought about this just the other day, cause behind me, I have all my bikes and I was talking to a guy uh, who was selling me, trying to get on me on his membership program. And I, we were doing a video call and I walked by, he's like, Oh, Hey, are those your motorcycles? Right. And I go, oh, yeah, yeah. He goes, tell me about them. Like, I'm really into that. Right. And I, then I went on for 40 minutes. Right. And then I realized, and I know the guy, Ken, he doesn't care. Like he doesn't care at all, but you. he, he used this and I am familiar with it. So I'm a million percent agreement. If you can get someone to talk about their motorcycle, they're completely off of the pain they're feeling as they're describing the thing that they love. So yeah. when you could get somebody describing the thing that they love, I mean, it's, it's for discovery, you know, it's, or, or any other sales or customer service process, it just creates magic. So what is your method to determine which sales methodology fits your company? Have you bothered to determine which to use or even using one method? That's a great place to start. Corey Frank is an expert at taking companies through this process. He's done it dozens of times. I want to thank you all. This has been Susan Finch, your commentator on this episode of Market Dominance, guys. SaaS sales methodologies. Which one best fits your needs? Selling a big idea to a skeptical customer, investor, or partner is one of the hardest jobs in business. So when it's time to really go big, you need to use an uncommon methodology to gain attention, frame your thoughts, and employ a successful sequencing that is fresh enough to convince others that your ideas will truly change their world. From crafting just the right cold call screenplays to curating and mapping the ideal call list for your entire TAM, Branch 49's modern and innovative sales toolbox offers a guiding hand to ambitious organizations in their quest to reach market dominance. Learn more at branch49.com. 
never miss an episode, go to any of your favorite podcast venues and search for Market Dominance Guys or go to marketdominanceguys.com and subscribe. Subscribe.